Okay, so that concludes 20 minutes of meditation. I would invite you to keep your eyes closed and join me in the third step prayer. We're going to do the third step prayer as a, as a led prayer. We're going to pray the prayer instead of reciting the prayer. If I was to recite the prayer, it would sound like this. God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victories over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. That's the way I prayed the prayer for many years, just reciting it. What we're going to do today is slow it down. We're going to do it one breath at a time. In between each line of the prayer, we're going to actually do what it says to do and not do what it says not to do. So for me, the first line of the prayer is the word God. So I breathe in God to myself silently. And I believe that the prayer is what it's asking me to do is to make a connection, to try to make a connection with my higher power, with this thing we call God. So I call to it like I would call to a friend a few times just to try to make some type of a connection with this thing. I breathe out the second line of the prayer. I offer myself to thee. And I take a few breaths. And I look at that commitment today, right here, right now. How committed am I to offering myself to my higher power today? then to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. And I take a few breaths and I try to see if there isn't a sense or a knowing or a feeling of what my higher power might want to do with me or build with me today. breathe out, relieve me of the bondage of self. And I take a few breaths and I try to get a sense of what it would feel like or be like or sound like if I had no bondage to self, if I had no old ideas, no stories and no opinions, just a couple of breaths with a quiet mind. Breathe in, that I may better do thy will. And I take a few breaths and I contemplate how much better could I do God's will today if I had that quiet mind right now.
I breathe out, take away my difficulties. And I take a few breaths and I look at my day so far today. And I just try to get an idea of what have been my difficulties. What has gotten in the way of me being the person that I think my higher power would have had me be if I had a quiet mind? I breathe in, that victories over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. And I take a few breaths, and I think about the people I might come in contact with the rest of today. And I think about how I might affect them and their lives if I truly was an example of God's power, God's love, and God's way of life. And I breathe out the last line of the prayer. May I do thy will always. and I allow myself to smile, and I picture myself doing God's will right here, right now, always. And whenever you're ready, you can gently open your eyes. Just allow yourself to become aware of where you are. Keep your attention on your breathing going in and out of your body. Try to become aware that seeing is happening through you. Try not to get caught up in what you are seeing. Just the idea, the practice that seeing is happening now that your eyes are open. So, I don't know about you, but I can tell you that I am... My mind is much calmer now than it was before the meeting started and nothing great or serious or crazy was happening before the meeting started. My mind was pretty quiet, but it is definitely quieter now, having meditated and prayed. Um, and that's what prayer and meditation does. It just helps me to have a quiet mind so that I might be able to be open to the ninth step promise. I might be able to be open to the idea that I will intuitively know how to handle situations that used to baffle me and that the intuition could come in through this quieter mind about what the, might, the right way to handle this situation, whatever this is, in this moment, better. And this whole program is about having a spiritual awakening. It's about doing what we've been doing for the last 30 minutes. Awakening to the spirit, to the quiet mind, and abandoning the self-talking mind where the alcoholism lives. So, I'm Randy. I'm alcoholic. I'm allergic to alcohol. That's what it means to be alcoholic. That's what it means to me. 
It means I'm allergic to alcohol. I can never ever drink alcohol successfully again, one day at a time, today, forever, today. <laughs> Not because alcohol is good or bad, but because I am physically allergic to it. If I drink alcohol, there's a good chance I'm going to black out. There's a good chance I'm going to crash cars. I'm going to get fired from jobs. I'm going to push the people that love me out of my life. I'm going to lose my place to live and my place in society. And I'm never going to be able to stop when I want to. I'll stop when the stopping is imminent, but not when I want to because of the allergy. But that's not why I'm here today. I'm here because I have a disease called alcoholism. If I didn't have a disease called alcoholism, then I wouldn't take the first drink because I am aware, I'm well aware that when I start drinking, I have an allergic reaction. But if I didn't take the first drink, then I wouldn't, it wouldn't set all this craziness in motion. But the reason I take the first drink is because I have a thing called alcoholism. I have a disease that centers in my mind. I have a disease that talks to me in my own voice. And it manifests as an unsatisfiable, fault-finding, opinionated mind that's always in a hurry, easily frustrated, and can't stand the word no. And because of this self-talking, unsatisfiable mind, I'm constantly in emotional pain. And I am constantly being tortured by this self-talking mind that talks to me in my own voice and tells me that everything is wrong. You're wrong. My job's wrong. The car's wrong. The red light is wrong. The cops are wrong. The people standing in line in front of me are wrong. Everything in my life is wrong, according to alcoholism. And when I get into enough emotional pain, I say, okay, screw this. I'm drinking. I'm checking out. I don't care if I black out. I don't care if I trash my relationships. I don't care. I am willing to do anything which will shut up this mind. And, and those of us that have been sober for a while, maybe we don't drink, but we eat or we drink a bunch of caffeine or we smoke a bunch of cigarettes or we drive fast in our cars or we shop or we turn to sex or whatever to try to treat it, to try to shut up that mind. But if that doesn't work, eventually I'm going to either drink or put a bullet in my head because of alcoholism. Not because of alcohol. Alcohol, thank God, worked for a long time. It treated my disease. I take a drink of alcohol and I immediately relax into the moment. And I immediately say, okay, screw it. That's it. You know, screw it uh, is the short form of the serenity prayer, by the way. <laughs> so screw it. I'm just going to go with it. I'm just going to let this be what it is. Screw it. And that's what alcohol did. It said it allowed me to say, screw it. All right, I'll stay with this girl, even though she drives me crazy. All right, I'll stay with this job, even though I don't think they appreciate me. All right. That's what alcohol did. And I can't drink it anymore because I'm allergic to it. And the disease will be treated. When that self-talking mind gets painful enough, it will find a treatment. And there's, there's really, there's drug of choice. Or there's 12 steps as a way of life. This program, Alcoholics Anonymous, 12 steps as a way of life treats the disease of alcoholism. So I don't usually read from the book on 
on uh, Wednesday, but I'm going to read There's a Solution because it was so powerful. I read it the other day. There's a Solution. This is on page 25 in the big book if you have your big book and you want to read along. Wow, a lot of you have your big books handy. I'm impressed. Uh, For those of you that don't know, this is the big book, and this is what it looks like when it's open. (laughs) I'm sorry. I saw a guy do that at a meeting once, and I thought that was the funniest damn thing I ever saw. This is what it looks like open. Oh, it opens. Wow, that's amazing. All right, page 25. There is a solution. I read everything in the eye, so I change the words just a little bit, because if I don't, This book is a story about you, and this needs to be the manual for my life. So, there is a solution. I do not like the self-searching, the leveling of my pride, the confessions of shortcomings, which the process requires for its successful consummation. But I see that it really works in others. And I have come to believe in the hopelessness and futility of my life as I have been living it. When, therefore, I am approached by those in whom the problem had been solved, there is nothing left for me but to pick up this simple kit of spiritual tools laid at my feet. I have found much of heaven, and I have been rocketed into a fourth dimension of existence which I had never even knew existed. The great fact is just this and nothing less, that I have had a deep and effective spiritual experience, which has revolutionized my whole attitude toward life, toward my fellows, and towards God's universe. The central fact of my life today is the absolute certainty that my Creator has entered into my heart and my life in a way which is indeed miraculous. I have commenced to accomplish those things for which I could never do by myself. I've had moral and philosophical convictions galore, but I can't live up to them. But in this program, I have commenced to accomplish many things for which I could never do on my own power. If you are as seriously alcoholic as I was, and I hope you're not, I hope you're a heavy drinker that came to this meeting by accident and you stopped drinking and you've been living happily ever after. I hope that's your, I hope that's your story, not mine. At two and a half years of sobriety, going to a meeting every day, I had many times wanted to kill myself because of the pain of my self-talking mind. But if you are as seriously alcoholic as I am, I believe there is no middle-of-the-road solution. I am in a position where life is becoming impossible on my own power. And if I have passed into this region from which there is no return through human aid, I have but two alternatives. I stand at the turning point. One was to go on to the bitter end, blotting out my consciousness and the pain of my self-talking alcoholic mind. Or, oh, one was to go on to the bitter end, blotting out the consciousness of my intolerable situation as best I could. 
and the other to accept spiritual help. This I did because I honestly wanted to, and I'm willing to make the effort. So, what a fantastic couple of paragraphs, right? What a fantastic piece of literature. It's just amazing. And it's even more amazing if I read it in the eye, if I make it personal for me, for my life. Because this is my book for my life. This is what I get to do, or I'm going to die of alcoholism. My life depends on it. And that's what it says at the end of the first step. The only reason I do this thing, the only reason I do this in the beginning is because my life depends on it. Because for me to drink is to die. So to have this, I, have, I, get, to start, I get to start having some application of steps in my life right now. So the first thing is I've got to have the humility to see that I have alcoholism and that this alcoholism is killing me. And it's the thing... The alcoholism is the thing that gets me to drink alcohol. And that alcohol is not the problem. It's the solution to the problem, except for that I've become allergic to it. So now it is problematic, but it's not the problem. When I can admit that, then I can walk into step one. And I can admit I'm powerless over alcohol. I can't drink it because it kills me. And I can't not drink it because my mind is killing me and I'm stuck in this terrible dilemma. <clears throat> and I'm powerless over it. And then, the, and then in the first step, it tells me the most amazing piece of information. It says that my admission of personal powerlessness becomes the firm bedrock upon which a happy and purposeful life can be built. So as long as I think I am not powerless over alcohol, which means that I think that one day I'm going to be able to quit on my own power, that I'll quit tomorrow, which means I'm going to do it. I'm going to quit tomorrow. As long as I thought I could quit someday, I couldn't quit drinking today. But the minute I admitted that I cannot stop drinking and I'm never going to be able to stop drinking, that was the day I stopped drinking. How crazy is that? The admission that I can't do the thing that I think I need to do is the thing that allows me to do the thing that I can't do. Not my willpower, not my courage, not my strength, not even my desire to stop. The thing that helped me to, the, 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 the time that the stopping happened was the minute that I admitted that I couldn't stop. that I can't manage my drinking anymore. The minute I admit my powerlessness, I begin to find this, this firm bedrock upon which a happy and purposeful life can be built. So if you still think you can quit, have at it. Keep trying today to quit tomorrow. And, and, and maybe one day tomorrow will be today. I, it never is for me. It's always, my mind always keeps tomorrow, tomorrow. I'm quitting everything tomorrow. I'm going to have such, I'm going to be the most fantastic guy tomorrow. You just wait. But today, all bets are off. So, so that's uh, around alcohol. But, 
for my life, if I could admit complete defeat, if I could admit that I'm a complete defeat at doing anything today to good purpose with my mind as the power for my life, if I could admit that, then I can really start to have recovery from the disease of alcoholism, not just alcohol. And, and that's where this program starts, and this is it. This is the start of it for today. My admission of personal powerlessness to stop my mind from talking to me at a red light and telling me that it's okay to run it and that the light's been red too long and any good cop would know that that light was red way too long and wouldn't give me a ticket for running it, especially if I inched out slowly and looked both ways a lot of times to make sure no one was coming and did it very carefully. How could a, how could a cop find fault with me? I mean, for God's sakes, it's still red. And then my mind tells me to go and I go and then I get a ticket. And then I tell what an idiot. Why would you go on a red light? That's why they're red to keep you stopped. And the same mind that told me it was time to go because it'd been red too long is the same mind in the same voice that tells me you're an idiot for going. That's why I have to admit complete defeat. That's why I am not capable of managing my thought life. I'm not capable of being okay in this day with my power, with my, on my alcoholism. So if you're brand new and this sounds crazy, it is. Alcoholism is a crazy disease and it manifests in crazy ways and it makes me do crazy things. And, uh, but, but there is a program of recovery and I can be restored to sanity and it's actually the second step. It happens right after I admit complete defeat. I start turning to a power greater than myself to be the power for my life so that I could be restored to sanity, which to me, sanity means having a quiet mind. So I could sit at a red light and I'm just sitting at a red light and I don't have to have conversations with cops and judges and other people and do I run it or don't I run it? No, I can just sit there and be quiet and breathe and then it turns green and then I can go and, and nobody gets hurt. <laughs> okay, that's enough out of me. The meeting's going to open up now for sharing. You can share about whatever you want. You can ask a question if you want to ask a question. We record these meetings and they're available. If you want to find the meetings, uh, I'll put the website where you can go to, to access the, the, the recordings. They're free. You can listen to them as many times as you want. You can invite anybody you want to listen to them. But if you share it, this meeting, we record it. So it will be recorded unless you ask me to pause the recording. And, and it will be available uh, to people that might want to recover more. Okay. So, Suzanne, great to see you, Suzanne. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Randy. And I'm really grateful to be here today. I am in a place of needing to continue to pray for a complete defeat. I'm, I have some fear. I'm taking a course, long story short, and... It has a lecture and then it has a practicum to it. And 
I don't really kind of want to go into all of that part of it, but I just finished being in someone else's practicum, not with the teacher that I was originally assigned with, and I liked it much better. And now what I need to do is take the action to ask to be switched. And what I find sometimes is I can get caught in my mind with thinking that I need to stay in a situation that doesn't really work for me versus um, taking action. And it's that fear that I'm so, I'm powerless over. And for me, what I, and I've, I've, I have a text out to my sponsor. And I also, um, because for me, before I take that action, I want to be really clear of my responsibility and my part. And well, I find when I do that, then I can let go much e- easier and I can put the results into my higher powers hands. And so that's where I am today. And I'm just really grateful to be here because it was just a wonderful segue in my life today to come from that situation in that class just directly into a meditation. So my thanks to you. Thanks, Susan. Okay, okay. Scott, you're up. Thank you so much, Randy. Scott, definitely an alcoholic. No ifs, ends, or buts. Um, Randy, thank you so much for what you do. You. you are such an incredible blessing to all of us. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you to everyone for the prayers and the thoughts concerning my mother. 90 years old, in and out of hospitals four times. And I was trying to find a skilled nursing for her. And over the weekend, no one would answer phone calls. And then Monday, no one would answer because they're all backlogged. And I said a couple prayers about it. And I tried to slow down which is really difficult when your mind is racing for answers. And a place out in Thousand Oaks could not help her, but I slowed down to listen to what the man said. Instead of leaving your mother in her area, which is an hour away from here, bring her closer to you. And, you know, my mind is saying, oh, her girlfriends will never see or things like that. But as soon as I opened my mind to hear his suggestion, I now had three more choices of places to call. And sure enough, one of the better ranked places actually accepted her. And the feeling of... um, Jubilation and relief is, words can't describe it. But just to follow what you suggest and what we read. uh, For me, thank God it worked yesterday. Thank you. Thanks, Scott. Good for you. Paul. 
Hello, I'm Paul, an alcoholic with alcoholism in my mind. Um, everyone, thanks, Randy. <clears throat> uh, the first thing I'd like to say is that, as in other cases, reading <clears throat> there's a solution in the first person is so much more effective, or, and hearing it read in the first person is so much more effective, as you say. Um, it's really hard to quantify, but it's very similar to the difference between just giving a general share and I, for me, and giving a real nuts and bolts down and dirty, this is what's going on in my life share, um, about what I've seen and what, I, what I've practiced or not practiced or seen or not seen and so on. Uh, and the, the first of just giving a sort of lip service type share is... I'm impatient with myself if I do that. Sometimes it happens, it's just the way it goes. Um, so having seen that, I just wanted to say something about something that I saw during the meeting today. As we were doing the third step prayer, um, towards the end of the meditation and, and through this third step prayer, I started getting, I've been having a lot of pains aches and pains as I think as a result of the surgery three weeks ago and it gets kind of hard to sit and sometimes things go shooting and just as you got to the part of saying take away my difficulties I thought at this moment these are my difficulties and the interesting thing is, it made me consider something that I hadn't considered before. The reason I'm asking God to take away my difficulties is not so that I don't have difficulties. It's so that the removal of them can bear witness to those who are in help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. Mm -hmm. It's not about me. Mm -hmm. It's not about my difficulties. Mm -hmm. It's about showing the fortitude with the help of my higher power to overcome them be useful. Mm -hmm. um, so... I, you know, I guess stick around long enough, I'm bound to learn something. <laughs> but anyway, thank you for that today. Thanks, Paul. That's awesome. Yeah, the insights just, they just keep coming. Every time I do that prayer, I see something little different. Not every time. Some days I do the prayer completely mindlessly, like I recited it. When you say the prayer, you think you're praying. But saying a prayer is just talking. It's just more talk. You might as well self-talk. You can self-talk with a prayer. But but doing the prayer, living the prayer, that's a different thing. That's a completely different thing. The people from London are showing up now. I, you guys are on a different time schedule than us. So the meeting starts, I think, an hour earlier right now for another week or two. Just so you know. I was curious, why are there no Londoners here? Um uh, so yeah, so that's that's awesome that you had that insight, and that's the beauty of this. I've read, I've read, uh, I've read. There's a solution probably a, a million times. I mean, literally a thousand times if if I've read it once, and and I still see it. New stuff every time I read it. It's amazing how this comes together, Phyllis. Hi, Randy. I uh, hi. I've been obsessing. Yeah, you'll believe this. First of all, my little girl was 
was kind of smiling during the meditation and giggling at times. I had no, whatever, it doesn't matter. And then I was thinking when you were talking about being in the car and everything, what about if you weren't driving, Randy? Mm. You have a same, you'd have a different experience. Would that chatter be going on the same way? Of course it would. So my chatter is, is, uh, is, is really, we do a meditation and it's quiet. It's really such a gift to come here and just sit, sit with everyone and breathe. You know, it's like, sometimes I do that with people that call me. I say, let's just breathe together. Just let's breathe. And, and there's no need for the conversation. I don't get it. The mind doesn't get it, but the heart gets it, you know. And I just want to say, you know, I love this meeting. I just love it so, so much. Um, and this, you know, there is a solution. Reading it in the I form, not only for me, but if I do it with other people, it's like it's, it's all about my resistance to taking responsibility for my alcoholism, for the, just to get to the admission of defeat, you know? And, and, and Scott, thank you so much for sharing that. And I, I just sensed in that the second step came in, having an open mind. We, we, you know, for me, the minute my mind opens up, choices flood in. I don't get it. It just does. It's like, oh, really? And that's why I need sometimes to speak to others, like call you, man, and say, what do you think? You know? Because my vision gets, like, narrow. You know? It gets self-reliant. You know? Anyway, um, I don't have much more. I'm still thinking about you in the car. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I have to say for right now. Oh, God. Uh, uh, yeah, you I had COVID. I, my friend tested positive for COVID. I, I don't have it, but I'm quarantining, whatever that means. I'm staying in. Nice. No All right. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Yeah, I am. I am. All right. Who's next? Yes, James. James, alcoholic. Hi, James. Um, Thank you for uh, thank you for this meeting, um, and thank you for for the reading, Randy, and, and taking us to the meditation. Um, welcome to the newcomers. I believe there's one. Mm -hmm. I believe there's one. Um, I feel like I hit the jackpot today. Mm -hmm. I feel like I hit the jackpot because I'm in this meeting and because my sobriety. Um, I'm coming up on three years in November. My sobriety in the first year was beautiful, wonderful, consistent, every single day, connected. My sobriety in the second year was about, you know, about the same. And then over the last few months, I've, I've, I've taken my foot off the gas pedal and I've suffered because of it. And my relationships have suffered. And when I got sober, my relationships became extremely strong and connected because I was connected, because I was connected to God, because I was connected to 
the program and because I was connected to myself and I became a good friend to myself. So I became a good friend to others. And um, in this moment, my sobriety is, is strong because of this meeting. Mm. And, um, you know, to the newcomer, you know, you can stay here and you don't ever have to go out again. You can, um, you can stay here with us and have a good life and things can, can get great. And, and that's how it's been for me. For the most part, it really has like this, this, I'm, you know, like, like Randy, like, you know, was saying people in my family, like we die because of this disease. Um, and we die young and it's a miracle that I'm sitting here. It's a miracle that any of you are sitting here. That's how this thing rolls. That's just how this thing rolls. Mm-hmm. Um, so to the newcomer, you can stay with us or you can go back out and you can, you can keep getting into the trouble that we get into and it's like for death. And, and um, that's just how it is. That's just how it is. You can get into the car accident. You can cheat on your wife. You can cheat on your husband. You can do all these things. You can go to jail. You can go back to the, the psych ward. You can hurt yourself. You can hurt others, but, or you can stay. So that's, that's really what I've gotten out of this. Mm-hmm. And this has changed my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm so glad that I came to this meeting. And I'm so glad that, uh, like, shoot, I might have a new Wednesday at 11 o'clock. So nice. amazing. Thank nice. you. Great. Thanks, James. Welcome. Glad to have you here. Oh, yeah. By the way, I, don't, I didn't say this today. But I, when I share about alcoholism, it's kind of dark. And it's kind of heavy because the disease is dark and heavy. But I have to say this today. I love my life. I love my life. I have the best life I've ever known. I have so much fun and and I love my life. I'm just saying that because I don't want you to think this is a terror. This is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. It's just terrible having alcoholism untreated. That's all. Okay. Bia. Hi, my name's Bia, and I am an alcoholic. Hi, Bia. Randy, hi, everybody. I'm glad our our English friends made it to the meeting. Good to see everybody. Um, First of all, Randy, it's like you are inside my brain. You know, I had to do that at the stoplight Sunday morning, or not this Sunday, a few months ago. And I went, nobody was around, no people, no cars. But there was a camera, oh. and I got a $100 ticket. <laughs> so I didn't have to pay it, but it was a good lesson. <laughs> and will I continue to do that? I hope not. But, mm. you know, you shared about so many things. You know, the mind. It's my mind. You know, my mind prevents me from having this beautiful life that I've set up, that I've worked so hard from like 30, 40 years to have this now in my later stages. And my mind does not let me enjoy it. And I think part of it was the relapse because there were so many years. I worked this program. This I lived this program. I didn't work it. I lived it. And I was happy joyous and free and going out 
after all that time clean, opened up the disease. And now it's like I'm fighting with it every day. And, you know, part of being spiritual to me is being honest. And, man, I am struggling. I am starting to see or to think like, oh, maybe I can have a drink, a Mm. drink. Mm -hmm. I can go out and have a glass of wine. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I was a dope fiend. All I cared about was more. And my disease is so alive in food and and TV and sugar and, you know, all this stuff that just Mm. makes me feel bad. So, like, I don't understand what I'm missing. I I know what I'm missing. Complete defeat. Mm. I'm just not there. Mm. And I know that's the place where I have to be in order for me to feel good, Mm -hmm. for my life to work, and for me to feel comfortable in my skin. Mm. So I'm working. I'm a work in progress Mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. But I'm eternally grateful to Phyllis for turning me on to you before COVID, you know, right when COVID hit. And I have grown so much spiritually and emotionally mm-hmm. from coming to this meeting. So I just want to give a big thank you. Lots of gratitude. Thanks. Thank you, Bia. We're so grateful to have you here at this meeting. Lynn. Whoops, you just, can you unmute yourself? Okay, I just wanted, um, oh gosh, um, he disappeared now, where did he go? Um, the gentleman who was talking about the new people. James, he's um, on the, he's, he's what, still here. Yes, okay, James, I, I, actually I'm a new people, so I, I thought you were addressing me, of course. Um, but it, it was it was really nice for you to notice the new people and to welcome them like that. I, I have to say that no other meeting has done that. Um, and it does make you feel like um, you belong there. Um, my other question, as long as I'm yapping away here, is like, you guys only meet on Wednesdays once a week? We... The, the I lead this meeting like this on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Okay. And then there are different people on Monday and Tuesday and Thursday that are also very it's the good. same meeting. It's principles and application. So if you find if you search okay. for principles and application, okay. yep. All right. And it's a anyway, different. It's a different login and a different pass. A different login number on Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. I'll find you. I'll I put my website it. in the in the chat. If you go to the chat and just put my website, put my name in dot com, you can find us. Okay. Yeah, it's it, it's harder than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're gonna do fine. Just get find a physical meeting. Go to more Zoom meetings. Find a physical meeting. Find a physical person latch on to them, go through this work. Yeah, and I have a sponsor fun. and she, Fantastic. Uh, you know, I've been friends for 15 years. Fantastic. And uh, maybe she, 
I should bring her. She's got the best story you've ever heard. So okay. I, one day I'll get her to come and talk to you guys. Okay. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you, Lynn. Good luck. We'll see you, we'll see you Saturday. Uh, Rebecca? Hi, everybody. I'm Rebecca. I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Rebecca. Uh, and welcome, Lynn. It's uh, the newcomer. It, it's so nice to see somebody coming to the rooms or coming back. Um, I myself am a, you know, I've taken a few picks at the can and I came back in July this year. Um, it's, you know, uh, it, it's this meeting, absolutely. I'll echo what James said. I, I stumbled across this meeting myself today, and I am so glad I did. I so needed this. Um, I've only ever recited the um, the third step prayer, and listening to it in that way and really reflecting on it, uh, boy, I was um, I needed that. Um, my um, my recovery so far has been easy, honestly, uh, up until about a week ago or so. Um, I am, as my sponsor put it, emotionally thawing out now and starting to feel things I haven't felt um, in a very, very, very long time. And uh, it brings up so much stuff with recovery, you know, having to feel emotions that I worked so hard not to have to feel about pretty much every aspect of my life. It is. It's it's rough. Um, you know, thank God for AA. Because there's no way I would still be sober at three and a half months now. Not a chance, you know. Mm-hmm. It um, and it's interesting. I mean, I luckily have not had a, a, a craving to drink, but my isms are there. You know, they, um, you know, these little little things popping up, the negativity, the self talk, uh, the self deprecation, and things like that. And man, those can run rampant in your head. You know, the bondage of self, and it is a rough one. Um, my, my bottom that I came back from almost killed me, but it did not even scratch my disease. And it is still here. And it uh, still wants to come out and run the show. And um, this was such a centering meeting. I'm very grateful for it. So thank you all. And I wish you all another 24. Thanks, Rebecca. Great to meet you. Come back. Stacy. Hey, everybody. I'm an alcoholic named Stacy Cook. Hi, Stacy. It's so good to be here. Hi, Randy. Um, I haven't been to this meeting in a while, and uh, I've been doing another meeting with Randy. Um, so I've just missed all of you. I haven't missed him. I've just missed all of you. So, so this has been really great to to hear everyone. And um, you know, I just I can really relate to so, what so many people are sharing. And I also love James. Um, talking to the newcomer but but that can that can be me too right that can be any of us at any any moment um and um I just uh the last the last couple of weeks I've really I've really found myself uh, you know or just woke up too just came through right how we do to to being untreated and uh recognizing that uh that that I've, I've left I've left God and I'm back running the show and doing my own thing. And, um, and in the last couple of weeks, particularly, it seems, um, it's just multiple times and, uh, in the, in the same day, you know, just constantly. And it's just relentless that I'm, you know, just, uh, finding myself running the show, trying to manage and control, manage and control. And, um, 
and I think that um, uh, Bia, I think is her name. I, th- I can really relate to what you were saying, and um, you know, it just it does. It gets it's, it gets very painful when we're, when we're not doing the deal, and um, you know, we've heard it so many times. But how true is it that just how how much easier it is for me to do what I need to do, treat my alcoholism. You know, I have like almost like a little formula that my, my sponsor helps me with. And, you know, if I, if I do it, it's so much easier than when I find myself just in so much pain because it's, it's like I have the flu and, you know, you got it. It takes, sometimes it takes days to, to when it's so, so, so painful and it takes a long time to, to, to get rid of all that and get, and be, feel like I'm completely connected spiritually again. And, um, I don't know if anybody can relate to any of that, but, um, that's the best way I can say it. It feels like I've got, you know, like, like I'll have the flu or something and, uh, so much easier just to try to stay connected. So, um, that's it. I just, I'm glad to be here and, um, feeling, feeling good for this, this, uh, this minute here. So thanks a lot, Randy. Great, Stacey. Great to see you. Thanks. Elizabeth. Hey everybody, Elizabeth Alcoholic. Hi Elizabeth. Um, I just want to first. I want to say to anyone who's new, this this meeting is amazing for because it tells me what alcoholism is, uh, what I'm here to treat. But there are if you uh, go Google online AA meetings and then uh, type in newcomers to find the online intergroup and type in the word newcomers, you'll find meetings that are a little bit more focused on things that people very new to sobriety are focusing on. Um, not just recovery, but sobriety. Um, but I'm so grateful to meetings like this that really focus on what it is we're here to treat all the time, not just at the nightly review or in my regular, you know, when I go back through the book with the sponsor and do the four-step process again, which I sometimes do, even though I try to stay current. And I was thinking about um, current, meaning living 10, 11, and 12. You know, I was thinking when I first... Um, decided whether or not I was going to share a thought about how important it is, you know, that steps one, two, and three remind me that why am I doing any of this? Because, oh, because I have a deadly disease. That's right. I have to change. If I don't change, I'll get back to the state of disease where I need to pick up, you know, not just, I don't know what your thing is. For me, yeah, I got sugar addiction sometimes, but it's not going to kill me not today, you know? I mean, (laughs) it's a little bit slower, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, but with, but if I drink again, yeah, you know, I could lose everything that I've ever gained from being sober, and I don't want to lose those things, you know. And it's so important to me. I know for sure that it is a death sentence, fast or slow, and so I have to do this stuff. And I, I talked to somebody yesterday, and this is how I used to be too. Completely, this is how I was too. And he was talking about he was in a, a romantic situation that was confusing that involved, you know, decision making and all this stuff. And, you know, and a couple different people and a couple different things. And, and he's going into this whole long, long, long story. But all, all these details. And I said, is either of those people in the room with you right now? No. Are you getting texts from anyone asking you questions about decisions? No. <laughs> and I explained to him what it meant to give me question marks in my life to my higher powers. I'm not in the problem solving business anymore. I can't be, 
you know, what the step three decision means for me, that I live that decision, means that I give everything to God, and then I say, what do you want me to do? What's in front of me? What is, and it's like, when I, and it, and he said, but that's so hard. I'm like, I don't know, right? Living in the unanswered questions is what I practice, and I have to practice it, because it, it doesn't come naturally. It's the opposite of what comes naturally, but once I see the benefits, then I want to keep doing it. You know, just like being sober. Once I see what it's like to live this beautiful, sober life, like Randy said, and have all these wonderful things, just because I'm a drunk trying to treat my disease, it's amazing. And so the same thing happens with my thought life. The more and more I give over to my higher power and say, what do you want me to do? You know, and and the simple mundane things of life, when I'm out there practicing those things, I'm Mm. led into these beautiful situations and life's amazing. Elizabeth's way, yeah, it works sometimes. I just love you so much and um welcome back to welcome to anyone who's new to this meeting um yeah thanks a lot thanks Elizabeth. why don't you put your newcomer meeting in the chat put a link to your new that's a great meeting 200 people it was unbelievable to be there it was fantastic um, okay. Our whole goal is to welcome people too. Yeah. New, okay. new, yeah, it's beautiful, and lots of suggestions on what to do if you're new. Um, so she'll put that in the chat. Um, that's all the time that we have for today. I hope you all got a chance to share. I appreciate you all so much. It's so great to see new people showing up now that we have it online. Uh, we so there's going to be a continuous barrage of new people, I think, coming, uh, and that's that's fantastic. Um, what else? I think that's it. So we'll do a moment of silence and then I'll make it so you can unmute yourself and then we'll do the serenity prayer. And then if you want to hang out for five or 10 minutes afterwards and chat, we're here. Okay. Okay, so if you'd like to unmute yourself. God. And the wisdom for the Fantastic. Hi, Melissa. It's great to see you, Melissa. Elizabeth, is this the newcomers meeting, the daily 9 p.m. UK meeting? Yes, it is. We we observe UK time year-round, so this week it is at 2 p.m. Pacific through Saturday, and then after that it's back to 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. That's pretty hard. That's too fast for me. Uh, what, what, time, what time zone are you in? New York, East, East Coast. Okay, yeah. it's 5 p.m. through Saturday. After that, it's 4 p.m. And it's every day. If you want to copy anything out of the chat, yeah, write it. I, I can write little that, dots. Can somebody write it or, or send it to me yeah. or something? This, I, put, your, t- put your phone number in the chat and I'll, and I'll uh, text it. It's up there. It's Phyllis. Oh, okay. it. So send it to me. Would Where you, is Elizabeth? it? I would love to. Yeah. A lot of new, yeah, that would be great. It's me, for me, you know? I'm a newcomer. Yeah, you are. Got it. <laughs> my, you're, yeah, my favorite, right. you're my favorite newcomer. Because <laughs> I'm 
knew not, I Nothing I against you, Lynn. <laughs> I don't know you as well yet. You could become my favorite. <laughs> now, wait a minute, Randy. <laughs> Thanks, I'm easily, I'm easily swayed. <laughs> Brian, good to see you. Oh, Dan, good to see you. Brian, good to see you. Thanks, Randy. Ollie. Okay. See you guys. Sorry, you only got See, a little today, Ollie. I'm trying to make the decision to haul me away or not. What's that? To let him haul you away or not? <laughs> <laughs> what service is doing that? <laughs> I'm not the there is in California, and you know it's you know I think and it's for a month for God's sake. <laughs> oh. Well. Yeah, that would be great. It, it can hurt, probably. Oh, the person who is the person who was talking about going I need into to treatment. Be a complete defeat. You still here? I'm one no, of those. I think that was Bia. I think that was Bia. That's right. It's like I, I, I don't feel like I can stop when I want to stop. If if we went out drinking or if you know, it's like. Um, I can say I've had enough and walk away. Um, my problem is mainly medical. I mean, my... Um, I don't think you're the person I was talking about, though. Sorry. But yeah. That's okay. What is your, <laughs> why, okay. why do you think you need to stop drinking? Why do you think you need to stop drinking? I'll, I'll, because my liver enzymes and my triglycerides and, um, and my heart disease... Tells me that Lynn, if you drink again, you'll die. Okay, <laughs> but other than that, you don't really need to stop. <laughs> other than that, you know, just other you, than that, I, I, you know, it's like I'm really a fun drunk. <laughs> yeah, I have another friend who says that he thinks he's the life of the but party. If, but if you were at the party, you... no, no, I'm very quiet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Lynn, Lynn. One of the things that happens to alcoholics, we don't know that our thinking and behavior around alcohol is abnormal because it's our normal. Okay. What my dad told me, he was a year sober when I got sober. He said, Elizabeth, if the doctor said to you, you need to stop eating broccoli or you're going to die. If my thought was, but, but what if I only eat broccoli once a week? But what about if I only eat one piece a day? What am I going to do when my friends are eating broccoli? That's crazy. But we think that way about us and not realize it's insane because as alcoholics I think my thinking is normal so what we do the first thing as a newcomer learn everything about what it means to be an alcoholic and, and, and yeah and my kidneys are not looking so sweet either but we learn what it means to be an alcoholic and then we compare our behavior to what it means to be an alcoholic because there are things like Randy said at the beginning I hope you're a heavy drinker but if you're not yeah. then you know then this is what they found works you know, the doctors can't cure us. Yeah. Now I know. And everybody in my family for I don't know how many generations um, are alcoholics. It, um, I really think that there is a um, genetic component as well. There is. Lynn, I was very similar to what you described. I could mm -hmm. feel my liver pulsating. I really oh, not that. Um, not that bad. It's a case of whether you think you've hit your bottom. Yeah, Lynn, you know, you, Lynn, the other thing that happens to alcoholics is that we are, like, I am so good at not seeing 